This is Word to the Wise. I'm Shelley Best, the pastor of Redeemer's Church in Plainville, Connecticut. This is my unorthodox preaching and teaching podcast for spiritual seekers and outside-the-box changemakers. Each episode will be a Bible study or preaching moment with you in mind as we explore faith in the context of modern times. I'm glad you found us. Amen. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Dear God, you have known us since the beginning of time. You have been a witness to every aspect of our journey, and you know our triumphs and our struggles. Lord, you know that we don't fully understand why this journey can be such a struggle sometimes. We all have stories to tell about our traumas and our triggers. But Lord, we are each here today because of our belief that life can be better and we want to be in position to receive it. So Lord, we sit in anticipation of your word. Bring us revelation, bring us resolution, and give us the strength to fulfill your will for our life. Now let the words of this mouth and the meditations of this heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, let the people of God say, Amen. Amen. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Genesis, chapter 32, verses 22 through 31. So if you got a book, start from the front. Amen. Genesis 32, 22 through 31. And I'll be reading from the New International Version of the scripture. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrestled and wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. 
So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We are continuing our series of messages on stepping into the supernatural as we prepare to draw to a close of this series. With this in mind, the title of the message today is simply this, Wrestling for Your Blessing. Wrestling for Your Blessing. Turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, oh neighbor, I'm ready to wrestle for my blessing. Amen. Are you ready to rumble? When I was growing up on Saturday mornings, my younger sister Sharon and I would often find ourselves in position with nothing else to watch but wrestling. (laughs) For you see, we grew up here in Connecticut in the northwest corner of the state. And in Norfolk, when I was growing up, we only had three channels to draw on. Channel 3, Channel channel 8, and Channel 30. Three channels, and those were your only choices for the morning. So at a certain point in time, wrestling would be on on Saturday morning, so my sister and I would start to watch the wrestling. We became wrestling fans by default. And I can remember watching the World Wrestling Foundation at that time with people like Lou Albino, Andre the Giant, and then it evolved into people like Jesse the Body Ventura, Mr. Wonderful, and Junkyard Dog. Yes, my sister and I would watch that wrestling. This is before wrestling got all Hollywood. And so when we were growing up watching wrestling, there were storylines for all of the wrestlers then. They all had a story. Some started out as winners, and others started out as losers. Some were goody-good, and some were bad-bad. And then we had everyone in between, and sometimes you went from good to bad and bad to good. But no matter what, even though some of the battles were staged and fictitious, maybe, Was it real or not? Maybe some of them were real. Every wrestler in the Federation had to show up and show out and wrestle for their blessing. They had to show up and show out and wrestle for their blessing. And you know, that is the metaphor that we each need to wrap around our own minds. That is the metaphor of our own lives. We each have to show up and show out and wrestle for our blessings. It's not easy to be grown folks, is it? Being an adult is not easy, as my young friends say. Adulting is such a struggle. Adulting is a struggle. It's not easy street. And you know what? Every one of us has a past. We all have a present. And we all have a future that we've got to wrestle through and wrestle with. Everyone in our midst, every one of us has to wrestle for our blessings. Turn to your neighbor and say, I've wrestled for some blessings. My Lord, you know there are some blessings that you have definitely 
wrestled for. And when you wrestle for your blessing, you don't go through it untouched. Everybody has to show up and show out. And if you want good things to come in your life, yes, I'd like to say that the blessings just materialize. But you know what? Most of the good things that have come in my life as blessings, I've had to wrestle through to get. Blessings did not just zap, show up, and here's a blessing. God makes you go through something to get most of these blessings. It's not that microwave pleasure where they just appear. And most of us can admit that we've had to wrestle through our past. We've had to wrestle in our present, and we're wrestling towards our future. In our text, we have the story of Jacob, a man who learned from the very beginning of his life what it was to wrestle for his place in the world. He was the grandson of Abram and Sarah. He was the son of Isaac and Rebekah. And he was born the younger twin brother of Esau. You see, Jacob and his twin brother Esau were born to Rebekah and Isaac after they had been married for 20 years. It says in our text that Isaac was 60 years old when he got those new twin babies. Some of us in the 60 range can imagine what it would be like to have babies at the age of 60 or beyond. Help me, Lord. That's wrestling for a blessing. Rebecca, his mother, was so uncomfortable during her pregnancy, it said that she went to inquire before God to find out why she was suffering. Some of us know that some pregnancies are suffering pregnancies. And so she got a prophecy from God that she had twins that were fighting inside her womb and they would continue to fight all of their lives even after they had two separate nations. The prophecy to Rebecca is in Genesis 25 and 25, and it said that the one people would be made stronger than the other people and that the elder son would end up serving the younger son. So Rebecca gave birth and Esau came out covered in red hair and his heel, the heel of his foot, was grasped by the hand of Jacob, the second born. So Jacob always got labeled as being a leg puller. So Esau was a hunter and a man of the field. He was the daddy's boy. And you know, in some families, you know, parents like to say, I don't have a favorite. Mm-hmm. But there's daddy's boys and this mama's boys. And each parent in their own way often has a child they get along with a little bit better than the others. So Esau got along a little bit better with his dad. And Jacob was the mama's boy and liked to stay in the tents. You know, sometimes parents do have these different relationships with different children. So when it came time for the father to prepare to transition out of this life, the mama decided to set things up so that her younger child, mama's favorite, would get the blessing from the father. So she sent the older son away, Esau, to go and do some hunting. She dressed up the younger son, had him put some goat stuff on his hand so he would feel hairy because dad was blind. And she got her younger son to get the blessing of the older son. Well, this caused conflict in the midst of the family when Esau came back. And there was so much ire that the older brother had towards the younger because he got the hookup that the older brother was supposed to have. Esau started to think, you know what, as soon as my father dies, 
I'm going to kill my younger brother. Well, the mother knew this, so she decided to send Jacob away from the family so that way she could protect her favorite child. So Jacob got sent away, and when he went to this place called Haran, he had a vision of a ladder. We sang, we are climbing Jacob's ladder earlier. So Jacob had a vision of a ladder where angels were ascending and descending, and he heard a word from the Lord that there would be a blessing that came to his family and his future. And so he named that place Bethel, or God's house. So eventually he got to Haran, and as soon as he got to Haran, he saw a woman who was fine as wine. She was looking real good to him. He's like, ooh, I like the way she looks. I think that's a qualification for her to be my wife. I don't care about her personality. She just looks good, and that's a good reason to marry her. Help us, somebody, because that's the only thing that he based it on, that he liked her looks. And so when he saw her and he found out who she was, he went to her father and said, you know, I'd like to marry your daughter, Rachel. I'd, I'd like to marry her. So the father, who happened to be the uncle of his mama, Laban, they married within the family. This is all in the Bible. So Laban's like, okay, yeah, you can marry my younger daughter. He says, but you're going to have to work for seven years in order to earn her. Well, now she looks so good. This man decided to work for free for seven years so he could marry her. You know, she must have really been looking good. (laughs) For him to work seven years for free so he could marry her. So it said that the days went by like days. It was like the years went by like days. And finally the time came for him to marry the woman of his dreams. So they set it up. They had the whole wedding planned out. And they had him partying all day, drinking all day. And so then when night came, came, they didn't have electricity then. So he's there and he's in the tent and he has his wife. And he wakes up in the morning and lo! It ain't the pretty one. It's her homelier sister named Leah who had a bad eye. He thought he was getting the beautiful wife, but he wake up to a woman with a bad eye. And he said, who you? And so then he tries to get the father-in-law to explain, how come you gave me the one with the bad eye? I worked for seven years. And so the father-in-law said, you know what? This is all in the Bible. The father-in-law says, you know what? Let's make a deal. You work for me another seven years and I'll give you the pretty one too. Well, he must have really liked the pretty one because he agreed to work for another seven years so he could have the beautiful bride and he kept Leah, her sister, with the bad eye. You know, see, it ran in the family that Laban was, so, was a con man just like Jacob was, just like his mother was. So time went on in the midst of this family. And you can imagine this is a man who's trying to find some peace, but he keeps finding a whole lot of conflict in his life. And so he worked for that extra seven years and he did love Rachel more than Leah. But don't you know, Leah was the one one with the bad eye. Leah was the one to be able to get pregnant first. Go figure. So Leah gave birth to Reuben. Simeon, Levi, and Judah. And then, because, you know, Rachel sees this happening with Leah, so she gives her servant, Bilhah, 
so she can get pregnant. They would give up servants too. These men were very busy, Brother Ozell. Very, very busy men. So she gave her servant, Bilhah, and then she gave birth to Dan and Naphtali. Then Leah saw this happening, so she gave up her maid, Zilp, to Jacob, and Zilpah gave birth to Gad and Asher. Well, then things get popping, and then Leah got pregnant again with Ishkar, Dublin, and a daughter, Dinah. Well, after all these children, finally Rachel, the wife that he really did love, she finally got pregnant, and she gave birth to Joseph, the one that ultimately had that technicolor coat. So she gave birth to him, and then later on, she gave birth to Benjamin later on in life when they moved out of that land. So some scholars report he had all 12 children within seven years. Now, parents, sit with this for a moment. Can you imagine bringing 12 new children into your family in a seven-year period? And fathers, can you imagine having four women in a rotation of pregnancy in the course of seven years dealing with all the emotions and the highs and the lows? Because just because they were pregnant does not mean they were happy helping somebody. Amen. So we know that Jacob went through a whole lot with the pregnancies of all these women. So at a certain point, after he had these 11 children, he decided it was time to go back to his father's land and go back home. And so he journeyed on towards that place, but he had to remember, you know, I've come from a place of chaos where I've been with all these children that I made, and I just got to get away. Have you ever had to get away from the mess you made for yourself? He had to get away, but he's going to be bringing all them kids and them women with him. But he thought he had to get away from the land. And then he decided to go back home, but he realized he had unresolved stuff at home as well. And so he reached this crossroads. He reached the land where he decided to have his women and his children cross over and go into his father's land ahead of time. And so he sent them across the way. And then the messengers came back and said to him that Esau, his older brother, was on his way to greet him with 400 soldiers. Uh-oh, looks like my brother still has some unresolved issues. Help me, somebody. And so he decides to send gifts ahead and the wives ahead. And this places him at that place in the text where he had to wrestle through the night. Jacob had to wrestle with his past. Jacob had to wrestle with his present. And Jacob also had to wrestle with his future. You know, everyone here in this place has a past. Everyone here in this place has a present. And everyone here has a future. So when we, just like Jacob, look at our past, we recognize it was the time of our formation. No matter who you are right now, you came from somewhere. Amen? You came from something. Your parents, your siblings, the community, those relationships, you came from somewhere. And even though it may not have been a perfect childhood or past, It is what formed you, the good parts of you and the challenging parts of you. And don't you know, as you grow to love yourself, you start to recognize that even the challenges 
made the good stuff that is within you. You know, it's all about being at that place where you accept and love yourself. So yes, even though you had a traumatic childhood, if you accept yourself right now and love yourself right now, you don't have to wrestle so much with the past. Some things happen to us. Some of us made mistakes when we were young people. Some things that we did we're not proud of. Sometimes we made mistakes that were not good and most of us wrestle a whole lot with our past. But you know, God sent me by here today with a word for those of us who are in this place today and in this season of our lives. Let the past be the past. For some of us, we're spending way too much energy on the past. Stop dwelling in the past. You are not heading in that direction. Let the past be the past. Let it go. You know, we're talking about... We're trying to wrestle for our blessings, and you can't move forward as long as you're wrestling with your past. Stop wrestling with the past. Let it go and ask God to give you a blessing for all of that wrestling of the past. And don't you know when you come to love yourself, you start to recognize that in itself is a blessing when you just are able to love and accept Yourself, given everything you went through, given everywhere you lived, given all the stuff that happened to you, when you start to say, you know what? I might have come from a jacked up past, but I sure do love me myself today. Love yourself. Loving yourself is a blessing for all of the wrestling. So now here we are today in the present. Some of us are wrestling for our blessings right now in the present of our lives. Are you here right now? Or are you dwelling in the past? Or are you looking at the future? But are you here right now in the present? Are you here now? And how many of us are wrestling with our present right now? We're in this life today, but we're wrestling with our today. We are not at peace today. We are not enjoying today. We are just fussing and wrestling with a today. And all you really have is today, but instead of enjoying today, we're wrestling with today. So instead of wrestling just to be wrestling, why not wrestle for your blessing Today, Why not wrestle for your blessing today? Some of us are wrestling for our blessings in the present. So here you are right now. Isn't it time for you to make a decision that I'm not just going to wrestle to wrestle, but I'm going to wrestle for the blessings that God has for me right here, right now. Isn't it time? To get serious about your blessings right here and right now and wrestle and do that supernatural hard work today. Lord, if I'm going to be going through wrestling, then you better bless me. 
Lord, I'm here and I'm hanging in here with you, Lord. I need the blessing for this wrestling of today. Because there's so many temptations in our today. That's what we're wrestling against. So do the work to get clear about where you are right now. Are you wrestling just to wrestle? Or are you wrestling for the blessings that God has for you? Or are you wrestling for the flesh? Wrestling for the flesh? Wrestling for the blessings? Wrestling for the flesh? Ooh, I just want to do everything I want to do. Or wrestling for the blessings? Lord, I want you to bless me in my life. In Genesis 32 and 22, we see that Jacob was alone. And he had to face himself and the messenger of God. You know there are seasons of your life where God puts you in a situation where eventually you got to look at yourself. You know, we spend a whole lot of time pointing our fingers at everybody else. You know, I'm in this situation because my mama did not act right. My mama dropped me out of the crib and I'm still mad at her. You know, eventually you got to stop blaming other people for where you are. It ain't your mama's fault. It's not your sister's fault. Eventually you got to face yourself. And we see here in the text that Jacob spent that time where he was facing himself for the first time. So instead of running from yourself, face yourself. If you're miserable today, what did you do to make your own self miserable? Are you ready to wrestle for your blessings? Stay present. In the word and God will bring you through. And what's powerful in this particular time in Jacob's life is he was wrestling with the messenger of God. God sent a messenger, an angelic, a supernatural figure into his life. And he had to wrestle with that messenger because the messenger was bringing him a message from God. But don't you know God could be bringing you a message and you get mad at the messenger? Now, it's your message for your life, but you mad because the messenger is telling you what's going on in your own life. They're just delivering the mail. You mad at the mailman. Imagine you're in your house one day, mailman minding their business, walk up to your stoop, walk up to your door, and you jump out the door and you slap the mailman. <laughs> mailman, what's up with that? I'm just mad because you're bringing me the message. Help me, somebody. See, God is trying to bring us a word but we're wrestling for our blessing, and oftentimes we get mad at the messenger. Don't get mad. Just listen to the message that God is trying to send you. And the word for so many of us is it's time for us to demand something for our lives today. Get real. Look at God face to face. Get the truth of where you really are and what you've really done. It might hurt, but it's worth it. See, we wrestle with the past. We wrestle with the present. And we wrestle for our new future. In the text, in verse 27, the messenger of God asked Jacob for his name. But you know that messenger of God knew who Jacob was. He was just checking to see if Jacob was actually present in the moment. He knew his name. He just did that to open up the conversation because it was time for Jacob to get a new name. And so if a messenger of God were to ask you about your identity today, what would you say? 
And are you ready to hear what God has to say about who you are today? Are you ready to hear what God would say about who you are today? Are you satisfied? Is it time and are you willing to accept your new identity in Jesus Christ? Because this is a turning point. Are you ready to go into your new season with a new identity? Are you ready to wrestle for the blessing of your future? Yes, some of us are ready for our new name, our new identity and a new purpose. In verse 28 He gets a new name. You will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have wrestled with God and with man and you have overcome. And so Jacob says, don't let go of me. I'm not going to let go of you till you bless me. And isn't that the place that many of us need to be today? You know what, God? I may not be perfect, but I'm holding on. I'm going to wrestle with you till I get my blessing. I'm here for a reason, God. I'm not just doing time. I'm going to wrestle with you, God, till I get my blessing. I'm not going to be satisfied. I'm not going to be complacent. I'm going to wrestle through this season of my life for my blessing. There are no accidents. It's time for each of us to make that bold request to God. God, give me my new name and identity and help me go into a positive future. I'm willing, God, to wrestle for my blessings through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to Word to the Wise, my preaching and teaching podcast. This podcast is a production of the 224 Ecospace, a place where changemakers work, create, and lead. Our engineer and sound designer is Dan Warren. I hope you will share this podcast with your friends, and please review us so others can find us. Also look for me on Facebook at Reverend Dr. Shelley Best or Word to the Wise. Thanks for listening.